welcome back to another episode of the Major Journey Podcast. Today's guest is the co-founder of a cannabis processing company named Grass, where he is currently responsible for business development, sales, and marketing. He has been able to identify a niche in the cannabis processing industry for all natural cannabis concentrates and has identified a new customer base for this product segment. He has extensive experience in analyzing current markets and researching and providing business models and plans for new and up and coming businesses. As an entrepreneur and business consultant, his work has helped various businesses in sales, operations, and project management, as well as successfully launching his own endeavors in healthcare. As an innovator within multiple industries for 13 years, his work spans cannabis, healthcare, and financial industries. And so without further ado, it is an honor to welcome Munib Bandari. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here. Likewise, likewise. So I see the, the grass logo on your shirt. And so tell us a little bit about grass and kind of how you got started and, and what brought you into cannabis and, and kind of what, what are some of your goals as, as you kind of embark on this journey? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so um, you know, I was introduced to cannabis uh, when I was 16 years old and I fell in love ever since. Uh, I started my career initially in the corporate world. Uh, so that's where I worked in finance. So as a, any New Yorker would back in the day, not many options uh, available back then. Um, and um, then I, my first company that I started, you know, while working in the corporate world was in healthcare. Uh, so I'm originally from Bangladesh. I migrated to Queens, New York when I was 10 years old. And so um, two years into my corporate gig, I decided to move to Bangladesh for half a year. And I started a company. I was an exclusive distributor for medical devices for Bayer Healthcare. So uh, working in healthcare as an entrepreneur in a country that I was not familiar with was interesting and also amazing. I always say, you know, I have my MBA officially in America, but I got my PhD in Bangladesh. <laughs> so, you know, everything happens for a reason, right? So, you know, that great experience really exposed me to the culture, exposed me to my roots. And, you know, um, I ran that company for two and a half years. Uh, and eventually it was a life decision that, you know, I'm an American. I need to live in America. Like I couldn't live there. Like it was just something I kind of realized. And so, um, you know, and then went back to the corporate world. Um, and then I did another uh, kind of a tech tech incubator in healthcare as well. Um, and that's where, uh, and that's around that time, cannabis was just legalizing, uh, just legalizing Colorado. And uh, so we had a nurse that came and spoke to us at one of our uh, sessions. And uh, she was a nurse in New York. And uh, she, she mentioned about how she would risk her license to buy cannabis for her patients wow. because it was the only thing that didn't have side effects to help them sleep or eat, you know, basic human functions. You know, when you have a chronic disease, when it's really painful, cannabis helps, right? And, and it doesn't have the side effects or negative effects like a lot of pharmaceutical drugs would. And so, you know, it was really touching and I was really inspired. And that's the same time when Colorado was legalizing. And so, Ever since then, I've been coming out to the West Coast. You know, I visited all the cannabis tourist states, uh, which was a lot of fun. And also, it kind of felt right. Like, it kind of felt like in that moment of my life, like with my business background, 
and now my passion for cannabis and how it helps people and legalization kind of all fit together. Um, so uh, this was around uh, five years ago. Um, so I was coming out here, you know, went to Colorado, went to Washington, came to Oregon. And at that time, believe it or not, that was the only three states that were legal. <laughs> Seems like so far, you know, like, and now it's what, 18 or 19. It's hard to keep count. Yeah. Um, so that was my, you know, that was my beginning. And um, um, so now we've been operating grass for three years now. So the first couple of years, it takes a long time. You know, I always tell folks back home East, like, kind of don't quit your day job yet. <laughs> you know, it's going to take a while. A lot of things you have to be patient. A lot of things have to work out, you know, like a lot of administration needs to like come together. Um, unfortunately it is a, it, it's kind of, you know, backwards it's state by state. So we're literally recreating the wheel every time. It's just not efficient. So you literally see the same issues that every legal state has gone through and everyone else will do the same thing unless something drastically changes. Um, yeah, so, um, that's kind of where we started. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. I mean, it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done, but also the most rewarding thing I've ever done either, uh, as well. So happy to be here. And it's, it's awesome that you know, New York finally legalized. And so I'm really excited for that as well. Yeah, it's, man, I mean, especially having roots in New York, you said, you know, that, that you first came here to Queens and, I mean, just just taking a, a look in the rearview mirror and seeing where things were when you first got here. I mean, shoot, we don't even have to go back that far. But even you know, two, three, four, five years ago, it's just and then to yeah. where we're where we are today and the progress we've made, it's a it's it's a refreshing you know fresh breath to see how far we've come as far as legalization goes, especially on the East Coast. Absolutely. And yeah, you know, and a lot of folks like, you know, I personally didn't want to wait around. Like I, that was my original plan. And I just felt like it's not going to happen anytime soon, you know, and, uh, and I'm kind of glad, you know, Oregon is a really special place. Um, the craft nature of Oregon is amazing, you know, and it's really inspirational. And so, and the culture is awesome. So I think it's like, it's a great mix, you know, um, for me to like, take this experience and kind of bring it back to New York one day. I love that. So, um, so with, with that said, I wanted to ask you what, what, um, cause you and I talked a little bit before the show. So what kind yeah. of role and responsibility do you feel like grass plays in, in today's cannabis industry? And there's also another project that you told me about. That's also that you're yeah. working on. That's also trying to help, uh, destigmatize and kind of normalize and, and, and educate um, some of the Asian market as well. So if yeah, you can touch yeah. on that, I think, I think sure. that's a great place for, for us to, to head. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, when we first started, um, it was new, um, you know, it was new and a lot of products, like initially it's all about the flower, right? Like when, when, a, uh, you know, when you first legalize, it's like flower and that's what everyone knows. Right. But as the market matures, there's everything is going to be infused something, right? Right. And one thing we noticed um, was uh, that there was a gap in the market. Um, so we liked, you know, I, I, so it's myself and my brother that were the co-founders, and we like cannabis flower. And what we thought was missing was in other products the true essence of the flower. Like it didn't represent the flower, like the feeling of it, the effects of it, the taste of it. 
and we came across solventless um, as a category, meaning it's organic extraction, uh, minimal processing, right? Like, you know, in the food world, that's everything now, right? Like people love, um, you know, well, people say they love unprocessed food, but it, it still <laughs> does well. But, but there's a huge sector of natural organic, right? right? And naturally, we're like, you know, that's what we like. And that's what we would prefer. So let's just do things that are that. And when we first started, uh, folks were like, well, why would you do that? There's more efficient technology and science. And and we're like, yeah, but when something works, there's always going to be people that will always look back to how it was always done, right? So uh, even our name, Grass, right? So Grass is uh, with an E, is from Grass, France. So that's where botanical extraction started in the 18th century. Mm -hmm. So all botanical extraction for anything originated there so a lot of the technology and the know-how and processes are, are all from grass friends um and so we kind of thought wow like you know we love history and culture you know we should name our company and it's grass right i mean yeah. like you couldn't make it up right like it's uh and it's pronounced grass but i like to say to people like i'm not that fancy i'll just say grass but it's actually <laughs> grass <laughs> um but yeah so um so the perfume industry started there so that's where if you look up you know if you google grass you'll see grass friends come up and uh, chanel number no. five for example was formulated there so it's a really iconic location and and history for like all processors and a lot of our technology in cannabis comes from how uh, perfume is made actually so so with that in mind with that history in mind you know we wanted to kind of like add our personality and our background into a product as well you know we felt that uh, one thing that's missing that was missing and I feel like it, it is still missing because you know, there's still very few states and what two countries that are legalized, right? So there's a lot of points of view in cannabis that we'll we'll see, right? And you know, and so we felt that the history point of view was not there. So you know, when we highlighted the extraction point of view, that was one you know great. Um, you know, a lot of people like now solventless is big, and you know, and not that we're the only ones, but we kind of said like let's look back in history and of how things were done right and like let's make it better um so with that said you know we have this uh, infused pre-roll line that we did that we do really well you know we've been doing it for two years and we had it was just under grass right and we wanted to be something special um and so um you know, my family's background, uh, we've been in, uh, my on my dad's side, uh, in Bangladesh, we've been in business for, since the 1950s. And so uh, back in the day, uh, my great grandfather and his brothers, uh, they had a beery factory. So I don't know if you guys know what a beery is. It's a small little cigarette or a cigar back in the day in India and in Bangladesh, Pakistan, Afghanistan. And then, and it came here as well. Like a lot of people call it beeries or beeries. And so we had a factory. So when I went back to Bangladesh in my last company, it was almost like, wow, like it's kind of meant to do this, right? Like it felt so right. Like I was born to do, yeah. to be here where I am right now. It just feels so right, you know? And so uh, within the last week or so, we just launched a new product. And a lot of the packaging is inspired by this old school nostalgic feeling. 
And it's, um, yeah, it's like highlighting Southeast Asian culture, Southeast Asian. So uh, cannabis was originally founded in, uh, there's a lot of debate around this, but essentially Central Asia, then China, then the Indian subcontinent and Southeast Asia. So if you look at a lot of original cannabis uh, strains or genetics, most of them are from that region. Like, you know, a lot of them are from that region. And so we figured like, you know, we should really highlight, right? So a lot of the stigma around cannabis is the war on drugs, right? We always talk about the war on drugs and how it dominates everything, right? That's the history, right? And very few people talk about, well, this has been around for thousands of years. Like, and that was what, 1940, (laughs) you know? So uh, we should be able to go beyond that And, you know, our point of view is that if we highlight the rich history of cannabis, where it was founded, all the different cultures in Asia and how it migrated to Europe and then ultimately to North America and South America, that's a lot of history, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe highlighting all that history and all that culture, maybe, just maybe that would help kind of end the stigma. And the stigma is real, right? It's, It's even in Oregon, where it's been legal for almost five years now. A lot of people are shocked if you tell them you work in cannabis, right? They think you're lazy, you know, you're a bum and, you know, all the stuff that comes with it. And they're further from the truth, right? So I always talk about history and all the culture. And yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great way, I feel, to kind of have a different talking point than the war on drugs, you know? And, and it's been really exciting uh, since we launched the brand, uh, Folks have been coming out of the woodworks, like almost coming out saying, yeah, I yeah. smoke cannabis. Like you made it okay. You know, like, and, uh, and I learned, I mean, I honestly, I just learned a lot this week. Um, a lot of folks in India. So I, I, you know, I posted some, uh, a campaign on LinkedIn folks in India are reaching out to me saying, this is so cool. Like this takes me back. And, uh, I did not know this, but there's a legalization effort in India. So, uh, so like, I, I kind of feel like it's bigger than I thought, to be honest. Uh, but it's like this whole community that we're in the shadows, right? Like a lot of us have been around kind of this for a long time, but we didn't feel comfortable talking to maybe even our friends, our families, definitely not our work, workplace colleagues, right? And now it's, it's becoming like, no, it's okay. Like there's people from your background or people that are like you always in the industry now, you know, and it's, it's nice. It's, it's a great feeling. And I, I'm excited to see what comes next because, you know, that's one point of view. You know, there's a lot of point of views that I'm excited about, especially in the East Coast that I don't see. You know, I love the West Coast culture. I love the vibe. I love the history of cannabis here. But there's a huge cannabis culture in New York, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like hip hop, reggae, New York City, you know, and all that is missing, right? It's not in the cannabis industry right now. And so I'm just excited to see, you know, or even Southern cannabis, right? Like I was, I was joking around, like, you know, NASCAR strains, who knows, you know, like, <laughs> like, uh, you know, uh, in Vegas, like, you know, already they have like blackjack is a famous strain now. And now someone's growing it. Those genetics came, made it to Oregon. And so now one farm has blackjack as a strain. It's so cool. Like, that's what excites me. It's like, we're like just getting started and that's the most exciting part about this industry. Yeah. And to your point too, I, I love that you brought that up, right? Like even that, that, that example of the blackjack strain, I mean, you've got 
cultures all around the world. And, and we've heard, you know, cannabis brings people together. We, we've heard that before. Yeah. But to see yeah. how every culture puts their own little twist on it and their yeah. own special little spin on it is just such a cool thing because there's a lot happening, right? I mean, whether it's yeah. good, bad, there's a lot happening around the world right now. But the cool thing is that, you know, this, this really brings people together. And whether you have yeah. people from, you know, uh, these five countries or these five states coming together over that one thing, it seems to always yeah. unify people. And everybody's so intrigued by how different cannabis communities or, or, or cannabis cultures are approaching it and, and, and kind of yeah. embracing the power of the plants. So to your point, I think it's so cool how, you know, every pocket of the country or even, you know, like you alluded to, like Bangladesh and India, like how they're embracing cannabis. And so yeah. it's just, it's so cool to see, to see this kind of take, take the life form that it's been taken over the last couple of years. Absolutely. Yeah, no, you know, and, and it's interesting, like other countries, they've had a longer history with cannabis than we have. And there it's really taboo, right? So, you know, as a country, you know, maybe North America, literally, Canada, U.S. and Mexico, maybe we have a responsibility to help them destigmatize as well, right? So, for example, in India, uh, uh, during Holi, um, you know, Festival of Colors and all the, you know, like it's a really fun holiday. And um, everyone in that country drinks bong. So bong is a, is, a, uh, is a drink infused with cannabis, right? And so... Wow. So I was talking to a gentleman uh, that's moving to Canada from India. And the way it works is every year, farmers grow cannabis, right? And, and that's regulated by the government. Uh, the government harvests the cannabis. Um, and then they actually do the extraction. And they sell it to shops all around the country. And the wildest thing about it is, about the whole thing is, everyone drinks it. And this is really strong. People are high for like literally 12 hours and they do not know that it was cannabis. Like that's the craziest thing. Yeah, it's wild. Um, and so they think it's spiritual and religious and, you know, which is, you know, which makes sense. But right. it's like, it's an infused drink, you know, <laughs> and it's wild. Like that's such a, that's been going on for so long. Right. And, and it's not legal there. Right. And it's like that makes, so for one day a year, it's kind of legal. For one day a year, everyone in the country who's celebrating holy will drink bomb, right? And uh, and it's 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 awesome. And at the same time, it's like, do you know what that is? You know, like the yeah. education, it's like you're consuming cannabis, like that's what you're consuming, and people don't even know that. And like to hear those stories like that, it's like, wow, like so maybe we can help them understand that, you know, and maybe we could help with legalization there, you know what I mean? And like because you know, I think cannabis should be legal everywhere right and uh especially in the asian culture it's a big taboo and it's like that's where it started like that should not be the case you know yeah so wait so so th this is so fascinating to me i had no idea yeah so um so what's the name again of the drink bong b-h-a-n-g so so would you say that most of, of india's population that drinks it they have no idea that there's cannabis in it. They do not. They do not. So how, they just think it's a drink on holy that they drink. Yeah. So no, like I, I would think, 
I would think somebody would have to would 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 say something and 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 the word would kind of spread. But I guess that's not the case, right? It's like ignorance is bliss. Obviously, there's a huge sector of the population that is smoking cannabis, right? Consuming cannabis, right, right. knowing what it is, right? But they're like, you know, just like we had it here, right? You know, before legalization, before it was, you know, even medical days here. Uh, but there, it's 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 literally and and it's wild. Like it's so wild that it's not known. And uh, yeah, just fascinating. So that's why. And the and and there's a whole program with the government for that day to harvest it, process it, and then give it to little shops that make the drinks. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And and like stories like that you hear, and and then you, when you start looking at the history of like how it is, how you know how it's grown, um, how you know hashish came to be. Because they're like, well, these plants and flower, they're huge. Why don't we take the resin off? Like when they started harvesting, all the resin would be on their hands and they would start rubbing it. And then that's how hashish was made, right? Like hand, they called it hand rubbers. And they they would process it. And then you take something big mass, then you turn it into a little ball, right? And then it's easy to store and transport because you didn't want to get caught with it, right? Okay. So like all this cool history, like as a processor, that's amazing, you know? And now, you know, in, in multiple states, people are making hashish, the old school way, you know? And it's awesome uh, to see, and you kind of trace it back into like, wow, like those hand rubbers and us processors were the same kind, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like that's, that's the lineage, the you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool. It's cool to see like, wow, like that's the same. And a lot of, you know, a lot of growers now, actually travel back and find genetics so you know i know people that go to nepal go to india go to afghanistan and like find those genetics that do not exist here and bring it back or bring back a tissue sample and it's really cool to see how people are traveling all over the world to collect genetics that we don't have yeah it's just i just i i love the whole cultural aspect and how people really go to such lengths like you said to get the best yeah. genetics or to, to find the right phenotypes and then bring them together, bring them to the lab and mix them up and try to see, you know, what, what new creations exactly. we can make. So with, um, in regard to grass and, and beauty, would you say that, um, are you guys mostly focused on, on free rolls or how are you kind of delivering, uh, sure. cannabis to the market? Sure. So we first started, uh, in the concentrate, dabbing category okay so that's how we first started um and then then we um added infused pre-roll so everything we do has an infusion mm -hmm. so we realized like if we infuse our pre-rolls with the concentrates we were making it could be a newer category um and then we realized oh wow like this is it's a complicated process it's a lot of attention to detail it's not easy to do we're like okay this is going to be the sector we pick as our you know as our main sector that we want to be crafting and also perfect. Um, and that's kind of why we focused on adding a brand that we're, you know, we believe in strongly in and also with our background into the infused field. But we also, so we still do concentrates, not as much, but we still have that category. Um, we had a partner that we do edibles with. Um, so our solventless natural concentrates, we also work with a partner and we have a collaboration with an edible. Um, and we're always looking for new categories of, to add to our repertoire. So like 
everything that we have is always solventless, but we want to give options to different people. You know, if you like it in a pre-roll, we, we have something for you. If you like it in edible, we have something for you. If you're a dabber, we have something for you. And eventually drinks, uh, drinks and even capsules we're thinking about as well. That's so cool. So are you guys, uh, are you guys strictly focused on, on TH, on mainly THC products or are there also CBD products that you're shipping globally? And, um, we are looking into, uh, a beauty CBD line, um, as of this week. Oh, okay. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, um, there's a lot of restrictions on THC, yeah. you know, that's what I love. I'll be honest. You know, I, I, I love, I think, CBD works great with in conjunction with THC. Mm -hmm. I don't believe CBD on its own is as effective from all the research. Uh, but with that said, you know, we would love to get our name out there, uh, work on a CBD pre-roll line, you know, possibly infused as well. So it's a little different um, and kind of get the name out there and kind of educate people on beery and the culture and the history. So yeah, that's something with the... Um, with the amazing feedback we've received this week, like we almost feel like we have to do this. So, so yeah, as of this week, we are contemplating and doing some R and D on a CBD line as well. That's I'm so excited for that. I, I, yeah. I <laughs> let me know, let me know as soon as it's, it's up and live. I would love to, I would love to check it out. And uh, absolutely. 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 Yeah. We're kind of thinking of infusing it with uh, hashish this time. Ooh. So that could be a little unique. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, I mean, with, with all of that said, so you, you seem like someone who's constantly learning and trying to explore new things and experiment with, with new endeavors. Um, and cannabis obviously puts a lot of us in a position where we, we can't, you know, we, we're always on our toes, right? We're always learning. We're always kind of trying to come overcome new challenges. What's something that you feel working in the cannabis industry has taught you that, you know, working in healthcare or finance or, or any other sector that maybe you've worked in before, uh, just simply wouldn't be able to, to teach you just because of the nature of the industry. Yeah. Um, you know, patience, I mean, <laughs> obviously you have to have patience in everything, but, um, in cannabis, like, you know, um, you know, you, you think things are going to happen a certain way and evolve and it takes longer than you expect. Right. So I would have thought, you know, I'm sure, you know, all my friends in New York that are, that have been working in cannabis, you know, legalization and, uh, and they're really patient, right? Like <laughs> you have to be really patient. And now it finally it happened, right? Even in Oregon, the first time it didn't pass, right? So they, they had, you know, even here was the same, 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 literally the same thing. So patience is really important. Um, and then trying different things, right? Like, um, I think one thing that's important in cannabis, I mean, it's controversial, but especially if you're in product, if you're in accounting, uh, you know, if you're in like other areas that's not close to the, as close to the product, maybe it's not as important, but from what I've seen and from successful companies and brands is people in product, the founders, who don't consume cannabis, why are you here? I, I really, I really would ask that question. Like if you're in product, if you're not in product, I understand. But if you're in product and you don't consume cannabis, what's the end game? What's your mission? What's your value? And I, and I hate to say this, it's kind of a test. <laughs> and I've, it's always a thing that it's almost like if you don't 
<laughs> hate to say it, but it's true. It's like you don't consume cannabis. I don't really trust you. <laughs> yeah. And I hate to say it, but it's like because there's something deeper to be in this industry than just business and money. Obviously, that pays the bills. And, you know, with all that said, but if you're in cannabis right now and you do not consume, you're going to have a hard time because it is really hard to be in cannabis. It is the hardest thing I've ever done, but the best thing I've ever done because I'm so passionate, right? Like I'm, I, nothing will ever stop us. You know, that's how we think. Like nothing will stop us because we believe in this plan and, you know, whatever we have to do, we'll do. And whatever, you know, obstacles we have to surpass, we will surpass, you know, and that passion comes from the plan, you know, and everyone that I've seen that I respect, they have that passion and that's how they're successful. Mm -hmm. And when people don't have that, I feel like they're missing out, you know, and maybe they have to add people on their team to do those things, you know, which is fine. You know, that's nothing wrong with that. You know, as it, as it matures and gets bigger, that's not going to be the case. But if you do not, you know, like anything you do, if you're not passionate about it, like it's like, it's going to be really challenging. And that's probably the most important lesson I've learned. Yeah. Spot on. I mean, there's, there are so many hurdles that you have to overcome when you're in this space. And so I, exactly. I agree. I mean, if you're not passionate about the plant and, and the power that it brings, it's going to be very, very difficult to kind of withstand exactly. those, those obstacles and, and those ups and downs. Um, yeah. So, so with, with that said, for listeners who want to check out the brand, check out the product, maybe even yeah. connect with you, um, find out a little bit more about, you know, what, what cannabis is like in, in India and other parts of the world, what's the best way for listeners to reach out to you and connect with you? Absolutely. So um, happy to announce our Instagram account was, uh, was deleted and we just got it back today. There we go. <laughs> so That's what I'm talking about. Another obstacle, another obstacle again. Day right? in life. Uh, we had two backups. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, you could follow us at Grasco. So at G-R-A-S-S-E-C-O, our account's back. Uh, you can check out our website. That one, no one can take. So that's always there. Thegrass.com, T-H-E-G-R-A-S-S-E.com. And yeah, uh, you know, either one of them and I'm always there. Uh, uh, you know, DM me, sending me a message on our email. And I, you know, I would love to collaborate or share my background and story and, and I, I always love talking to people that are looking to get into cannabis. Like, I, I love that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Muneeb, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your energy that that you bring to this industry and, and to the planet and the people that are part of it. So, again, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Um, just super grateful that that we had the chance to connect and, and, and you know, do what we're doing and, and cross paths and kind of come together for, for the greater good of what we're all here to do. Perfect. Thank you so much, Mike. It's great being here. Awesome. All right. Well, that is it for this episode. We will catch you next time. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms podcast. I started the Pop Moms podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, 
to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.